How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in an era of staying woke. We explore current events and issues through the lens of feminism, progressive thought, discussion, peace, and love. My name is Tiara Burns. I am your host, and this is your episode. So how are you, Chris? I am doing okay. A little hungover from last night. It yes. was my birthday. Happy so birthday. Thank you, girl. So just a little bit, but I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm not hungover. That would be that would be nice. But no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. No, um, I'm not hungover. I'm just at the house working on a Sunday, a beautiful Sunday at that. A beautiful Sunday outside. Sunday in Dallas. Um, so how old <laughs> did you turn? 31. How do you feel? Mm, there's been a lot of a lot of different emotions but grateful is one of them for okay. sure um other than that i feel pretty good strong we can say that i'm glad to hear that um so how do you feel about your 30s walking into those excited really? I've, never felt, I've never felt more excited in my entire life wow okay that's good yeah yeah, I think my 30, like, and I've been telling a lot of people this because a lot of my friends are kind of now turning 30. And then you get to that point where you turn 30 and you're like, what am I doing with my life? Am I supposed to be where I'm supposed to be at? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But for me, I feel like the older you get, the more, the harder you work, but the more you get to play, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I'm so excited for my 30s and what we're about to accomplish <laughs> or I'm about to accomplish. So I don't know why I said we. I mean, you could be considering your highest, highest self. I don't know, God. Um, yeah. Your ancestors. I never feel, yeah. myself, I never feel like I'm completely walking alone. I will say that. So never. Um, it's appropriate to say we. Very, very okay. appropriate to say we. Um, uh-huh. I I hit 30 in 2020. So um, <laughs> I'm a couple years in this game. And it was, yeah. it, it was interesting. How do you like it? It's, you know, it's <laughs> no um I did hit that wall of okay am I where I'm supposed to be um did a lot of like oh, yeah, for sure internal seeking around 30 um just mm-hmm. thought about a lot of stuff and you know the next chapter um so mm-hmm. yeah I mean I turned 30 yeah and I turned 30 during the pandemic so that was interesting um but other than that, that would have to be interesting yeah that would have to be completely interesting because 2020 was definitely a year where I feel like everybody had to look inward you know mm-hmm. what I mean and mm-hmm. see kind of like what am I doing with my life you know yeah so yeah I can completely agree with that but I yeah. love 30 I love my 30s that's good um I will say that I feel like I know myself more than I thought I did um mm-hmm. 
like I don't I don't know about you but I, I really thought I knew myself in my 20s but now I really know myself um like full 360 it was like a 180 before now I know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah you also find out your tolerance is a lot lower too yes and then you start to I noticed one thing when I turned 30 is that like I just do not have to put up with the bs that I put up with a long yeah. time ago mm-hmm. and me and my my therapist we are we go through these phases of kind of which phases in my life that we're working on and the first one was self-compassion mm-hmm. and now the next one is confidence and the more you grow your confidence and the more you kind of realize like I'm worth it and I'm valuable is the less you want to spend that on people that really don't recognize that, you know? Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because I can talk about this because she doesn't listen to my podcast, but um, someone who <laughs> I felt was a friend of mine, um, mm-hmm. you know, has said some off the wall things to me and they had a housewarming and um, I had intentions on going, but then I realized, you know, no, I'm not going to go because I don't know if I want to keep up with the charade of fully liking this person. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like the way they talk to me. I don't like some of the things that they've said. I don't Mm -hmm. like their politics. Like, they're a Trump sympathizer, (laughs) a Black woman Trump sympathizer. So I just... Yeah, it's a lot. You probably... uh... Yeah, you just start to realize, like, I don't have to put up with that. And then you also realize that nothing bad is going to, nothing crazy is going to happen if that is what you choose via life, you know? Yeah. In your 20s, you're kind of worried about, like, how people feel. I don't want to make this person upset. I don't want to, I don't want to. And then you start to realize the older you get, you're almost like, I really don't care anymore. And now you understand why all these older women, your grandma and all these people, will say whatever they want it's because they've tapped into that secret already it's a beautiful secret <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful black woman secret we're gonna say it how yeah we're gonna say what it what it is and how we feel and that's okay and i i love the um I think with Black women, we have such like an unwritten language between us. I think women have an unwritten language, but Black women for sure. I'll Mm -hmm. never forget. I was in I was in Walmart and I'm walking down this aisle and this older Black woman is coming towards me. And all she said is these prices. And all I said was, "Mm mm-hmm. And she was like, child. And she just walked away. And we said so much in that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That whole conversation could have been about the plight of existence and inflation and yes. employment and us working yes. hard and why is everything going so high and we yes. got some money it, but you just said it in those few words so you understand completely like I know what you're talking about girl feel you <laughs> I know what you're talking about girl yeah I understand completely so Chris we have not seen each other since how long has it been it's been 2019 Oh my God. Um, a lot has happened. A lot has happened in those few years. Um, and I don't know, since then, I don't know about you, but I've kind of been on hermit most. I haven't seen a lot of people. I hope you don't no, take it personal, but, um, not even close. Huh? I said not even close. I do not okay. take it personally at all. Okay, that's good. I appreciate <laughs> that. So, um, 
I wanted to, you know, I've been following your journey um, with what, what's been going on with you, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't be intrusive, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, I wanted, because I think what's, what you've gone through is very inspirational. Um, and it rang truth with me because my aunt, um, who isn't with us anymore, she dealt with it um, with breast cancer and mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. see you go through it and come through smiling, it just, it has always touched my heart so much. Um, so I wanted to talk oh, about, yeah, like, like, it's just really given me a lot of like, a lot of levity and like, you know, I've come, I feel like I have conversations with my aunt a lot, but um, mm-hmm. it's just brought a lot of things in some, you know, light to my aunt's life. So um, I wanted to mm-hmm. talk to you about, yeah. you know, your journey, um, you know, you can take me through of, you know, when you found out and, you know, exact, and also you, you were dealing with this also during the pandemic. Is that correct? During 2020? For sure. Yeah, sure. so, yep. Yep. so yep. what yep. was that like? Um, and I always include this part of the story because like kind of the beginning of how we even got to there because I feel like it's really relevant to what happened. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because last night, the restaurant that we went to was the same exact one that we went to before the pandemic happened. Like it was literally mm-hmm. the last week before COVID did anything and right after that happened is when kind of like the mountain snowball effect of like cancer and all all of that type of stuff happened so it's kind of weird because it feels like it's a complete 360 from three years ago or two years ago to now you know about everything that I went through but um, March 8th of 2020 I ended up getting laid off my job and I really had no idea how I was going to figure that out. And then a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> and that was also during the pandemic. had no idea what was going on. And then um, a few weeks later, May the 1st, I found out, uh, or I, got, I had a miscarriage. And that miscarriage it felt like it like broke my entire life like it literally felt like everything shattered the entire foundation of what I felt like I believed in shattered and I felt a lump in my breast and at that point I was just like forget it like god I can't even get any lower let's just find out what it is because if it happens to be cancer then I'm already in such a bad space (laughs) that I can take it is what I felt like you know and then, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. And uh, Mara, May 26th was the same day. Um, the whole entire George Floyd situation happened. And that's when I got the call. There was a call saying, like, the, uh, the lump was malignant and you have breast cancer. And at that point, I just don't know what I did. I really just, I I just felt very numb. And I was downtown Dallas at the time. So outside there was protests going on. There were sound bombs going on. There was helicopters. Like there was people shaking cars. Like it was a mess in downtown Dallas that night. And all I can remember is just like sitting there, you know, listening to it all, thinking that what was happening outwardly 
felt like what was happening on the inside, like, you know, just straight panic. And then um, about a month and a half later, the same week that I would have found out the gender of the baby, or we would have gotten like the first ultrasounds and things like that, uh, is when they called me and told me that uh, we did some scans and the cancer spread from um, under my breast and my lip nodes. It's in about six different spots on my body. So then once, once we heard stage four, I just, I think I broke literally broke it was so hard to kind of get everybody on that same page family friends you know I've never heard my parents voices that little when I told them and everybody was just really scared because we had no idea what to do and how to handle this on top of it being a pandemic so not many people can go inside the hospital and there was just a lot of confusion you know and uh yeah it was just a lot of confusion so once they told us stage four, we kind of got on the chemo train and we just started getting a plan together of how we were going to work all of this. And my doctor, who was a young woman of color, um, and she was really young and she was like, I think you need to, I think we need to sign you up for therapy, like counseling. And I was like, wow. girl, yeah. Yes. I was like, yes, please, <laughs> please. I want somebody to talk to about this. And then, so they set me up with a counselor. I had no idea who I was going to get. Come to find out, my therapist, my doctor, um, is a young Black woman. And Your therapist? I love that. Yeah. I she's a young, that. she's a young Black woman. And I promise you, from the first time that we spoke, it felt like it was such a click. You know what I mean? There was no... There was no biasness because, you know, she she knew me before, so she knew my personality. There was no information that she had on my family or there was no expectation of what I should act like or how I should talk. Like, I think the first few sessions, Tierra, I cried. <laughs> the first few sessions of therapy, I cried. I pretty much the the entire time I said I don't know why I'm going through this I don't know what I'm doing I have no idea how to handle this and each time she was like that's okay you know what I mean you've never gone through this before like every single time it was kind of like a, a very professional hug a very professional coddle that was just like that's okay if you don't know this or if you don't know how to handle it it's that's okay if you don't know how to be um strong for this other person but Right now, it's time for me to be strong for you. And even to this day, she's still my therapist. I talk to her every two weeks. And I think people don't understand or with cancer, I a lady or a woman or a man, and they're bald and they're going through chemo and having all of these side effects and things. But I don't think people understand that the hardest part is after their survivorship afterwards because your mental is like girl I don't know how to handle it I don't know how to live you know yeah so during 2020 um and going into 2021 she just gave me so many um nuggets on how to handle it and how to continue to keep moving forward and yeah I, yeah I, 
I really don't even know what to say about that. I just know that it was something I needed. I thank God for it every day. It feels like. Yeah. So what are some of the nuggets that she, you know, gave to you as, you know, to help you through as a survivor? Mm. One thing that you remember every day. Oh, the one thing that she taught me more than anything, because I had to learn this with cancer too. It happens to me, which is the truth. I can't, but I can't control how I respond to it. I can't, I couldn't control that I got cancer. I couldn't control that I had a miscarriage. I couldn't control that, you know, I had a vasectomy and I had surgery and I lost my hair. I just couldn't control any of those things. But how I reacted to it and how I, I held myself was what I could control. You know what I mean? Um, I've always been kind of ashamed that I've been a little bit more of a sensitive person, you know, typical Pisces, emotional, sensitive. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I've always, I've just never been like, I've always been ashamed of that. And she was like, your emotions are bad. Your emotions are what? out. Your emotions, like your emotions are just, are not bad. It's, they're neither good or bad. They're neutral. Mm-hmm. How do you want to act that out in your life? So those two things, it feels like have kept me sane because I can't, because I can't control that. I can't control how I act and how I receive things. So if you see me smiling on Instagram, it's not the fact that I'm necessarily happy that day because I might, I, I highly doubt that I am, but I can control on how I, give those emotions out to because it's nobody else's fault of what I'm going through you know yeah so but she's taught Chris yeah I'm still here okay you said she taught what sorry it broke up a little bit no I'm sorry I just said that's what I think about every day I think that's the one piece of advice that I feel like gets me through. Um, now, as you know, this month is Women's History Month. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the lessons that you learned were universal. Um, mm-hmm. What are some, you know, what are some of the things that you wish you could tell um, your younger self before you walked in, before you know these events happen? Uh, you're valuable Mm, not just according to what other people say or think you're worth every piece of happiness that God your ancestors that your family you're worth it all you know what I mean I think I have a lot of low self-esteem growing up and going to high school and I was always trying to uh, overcompensate from that dressing sexy or or doing just a lot of these things. And I always was thinking, what what is everybody else going to think, you know? And I never found value in myself by my own terms. Mm. And I think that's what got me into a lot of, you know, the problems and boy situations. You know how that goes, girl. (laughs) but um you're valuable 
once you start to figure out your own values and what you think, you know, is good and morally right, stay true to yourself and, and be that person. And that's going to create your value. That's going to create your confidence because you can't find it out here on Instagram or TikTok or a relationship. You can't find that anywhere except within yourself in your foundation. Now, how did your, how do your relationships change during your, your journey with breast cancer? Or did they change? A lot of them changed. Mm. A, a lot of them, a lot of relationships changed. Mm. Um, you really see kind of who's there and who's not. Yeah. And not, and, and the thing is, it's like with that, with doing the cancer thing, I, it's not like I expected people to be there for me because technically you shouldn't like expect, like, you know what I mean? That's not everybody else's responsibility. But at the same time, my best friend flew in from Vegas to take care of me after a week in chemo. You know what I mean? My other best friend stayed with me for weeks on a time, cooking, cleaning, after surgery, helping me lift things. Like I had people that were there for me and that showed me that, and I didn't have to do anything. That was the crazy part. I didn't have to do anything specifically for these people to show up for me in my life. There was nothing that I had, there was nothing I had to pay. There was nothing I had to pretend to do or be. These people truly just genuinely loved me and showed up in my life when I needed it. That taught me a lot about relationships, you know, because you have those wayward friends that only call you when you need something or to go out with. And I realized, uh, those people weren't around. <laughs> they were not around at all. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, it it showed me. Yeah, it showed me the good in people and the value of really true friendships for it, really. Yeah. If there's one thing that I learned um, since March 2020 is that um mm-hmm. I, so, you know, I dealt with like, you know, depression and a lot of mental Mm -hmm. health issues during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and lockdown. And Mm -hmm. um, it was coming off of 2020, 2019, where I was also dealing with a lot of mental health issues. So yeah, 2020 just inflated all of that. But of course, 2020, 2021, it just kind of showed me um, that once you remove the functions that you have in someone else's life, they and say you need the functions that you have in their life needs to change where they need to be your support um Mm -hmm. a lot not everyone can handle that um not everyone knows how to do that and it's, it's unfortunate um but i think as people we have to see each other for the different levels and also in friendship understand that this person is not yeah. going to be always be the one that I call to go out maybe they need me to talk to them about their mental health yeah you know yeah. like maybe they yeah. need to come help them lift because they're too too ill currently you know but mm-hmm. I've learned that not everyone can really understand those the, those functions of a relationship um 
Oh, for sure. Our friendships yeah, are oh, for sure. Were you about to oh, say? I'm sorry. Go, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't interrupt you. No, I interrupted no. you. Go on. <laughs> no, that is for sure. And the crazy thing is, I talked to my therapist about that too. Girl, I don't even take it personal anymore. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't take it personal because at the end of the day, I don't know. And sometimes you do, but for the most part, I don't know what you've gone through in your life to be able to hold up whatever you hold up. Yeah. Or I don't know what you've gone through to make you capable of, you know, certain things. Because I have one of my best friends lost both of her parents at a very young age. So therefore, she's experienced a certain type of trauma. Even though I have not experienced that trauma, it was very hard for me to understand and kind of be there. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Well, of course I was there, but it was hard for me to kind of verbally and vocally be there. So physically, I just did what I needed to do for my friend, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now that I'm going through my trauma, my other friend who really hasn't gone through anything as extreme as like cancer or like losing her parents, but I was taking it personal that she wasn't there for me the way I wanted her to be there for me. And my therapist was like, well, she was like, well, you can't help that. <laughs> you can't help that she doesn't know how yet. So, you know. That is major that you just said that because at the end of the day, sometimes people just can't be there for you. Mm -hmm. You have and you got to wish them well. You have to wish them well, and you have to kind of forgive them, you know, right? Without them even seeking it, just forgive folks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. Move on. Right. Um, Right. So, so where are you today? Like, you know, what's going on in your life now? Other than turning 31. I know girl, 31. I can't believe it. My mom called me yesterday crying because she was looking at one of my baby pictures and she was just like, I can't believe it. I didn't think you were going to make it at one point. And 
I know. She was just like crying. And, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, but we did it. We here. <laughs> we did it. We here. And that's crazy too, is because I feel like, and I've told my friends this a long time ago, that I didn't understand at that time what was going on. And uh, I looked at God a lot of the time. I was so angry at him that entire year. Oh, I promise. I was so angry at God. <laughs> and he knew it. I know he knew it. But at the same time, he was like, baby, I'm just keep giving you the strength to continue to walk forward. So in that, uh, before, the, before cancer, before the pandemic, I didn't have a really good relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Cancer, her being near me during treatment brought us so close together. She's like one of my best friends. Um, so I'm currently uh, still doing treatment, okay. growing my relationship with my family and my friends. Every moment seems like it's the first and the last moment all all over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's always I want to get a good picture. I want to be I want to remember this moment. It's always so I'm looking at life a lot. more with a lot more of a grateful attitude. Um, my health, my doctor, she's like, baby, you're good. Now I still am technically on paper. It says stage four cancer because they can't really ever kind of get rid of that because of just some technicalities, but my health is fine. Um, I'm just growing and I'm learning every single day. Like, that's why I'm so excited to be in my thirties girl, because I'm just like, come on now. If I feel this wise and this secure and this grateful at 31, can you picture how we're going to be at 35 at 40? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like how hard the bus down's going to be then. (laughs) 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 Like, Like, I promise, like, I'm so excited. Um, I'm happy. I'm, me and God have a special relationship. Me and my, my, my angels, my spirit guides, my ancestors. Um, I'm working again with the pandemic. You know, I wasn't working because I was dealing with cancer, but I'm working again and I'm working in a job that doesn't stress me out. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it did, I would have the bravery to leave it. Mm. that's the true mindset like I don't have to stay here if I don't really need to mm-hmm. um but and I'm dating again girl okay. cancer cancer was not sexy let me tell you something <laughs> 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 that was putting a real drop in my dating game yes <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm dating again I'm traveling again okay I'm just, good I'm getting there. I'm just getting there slowly but surely. Um, everything I've thought and manifested, I'm doing, I'm meditating daily. Yoga mm-hmm. is girl, amazing. Yeah. Life, life changing, especially mm-hmm. hot yoga. I miss, Do you not just feel so pure? <laughs> I miss yoga a lot and I know how good it is for me. I need to get back to it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes 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 so and I'm trying to change my diet it's not working that well but whatever but um I've lost 40 pounds since okay. because chemo will make you gain weight okay yes I know I've seen that yeah yeah radiation will make you gain weight and surgery and all the type of stuff so I've lost the weight I'm just just excited just really excited 
That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I'm sending you well wishes in dating because it's it's a doozy out Baby. here. <laughs> it's rough out here. It is rough out here. <laughs> I it's thought was hoping you here. would tell me you're having a great time dating. Um uh-uh. It is. It's a different ball game. I thought it was a different ball game before. Before twenty twenty, it's a different ball game, for sure. Right now, <laughs> child. If I hear one more man with a podcast with a mic that asks what a woman's worth is, I am going to explode, Chris. Explode. You will not believe. So I went to AT and T um, yesterday because my what do you call it? I'm, I've never heard of this happening, but the motherboard in my phone crashed from on me <laughs> for the, 24 hours. Um, so I went to try. To, right, I went to try to get a new phone, and I'm just talking to the customers because we have like a 50 minute wait, so we're all just chatting it up. I meet mm-hmm. this black man, right? I'm not going to say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells me he's in school to become a dating coach. Oh. And then, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, um, well, why do you want to do that? He says, oh, because I think women need to learn how to go and date and love, love themselves and understand what they're doing when they're dating. And I'm like, hmm. and I said, well, are you in a relationship? What do you think his answer was? <sighs> no. He was not in a relationship. How many no. long-term relationships have you had? Oh, two. Oh. And I was like, do you usually go for the same kind of woman? I was like, yeah. And I was like, so why are you making a a big deal in trying to build a career out of not knowing how to date? Why do you feel qualified? Why do you feel qualified? That's my biggest question. <laughs> And Why then you he, he, we, he talked, he asked me what I do. And I told him, oh, you know, I'm a podcast producer. And he was like, oh, me and my homeboy want to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh like, my God. Of course you do. Of course. <laughs> Man, 2022, let's stop giving men microphones. Please, there that? needs to be a law. Amazon needs to not send it to anyone who identifies as a man. Don't send oh, any more microphones out to them. Because this alpha male, like, mm. this men, we are the prize. What are the women's values? They can't give us anything. All they want is money type of, like, podcasts are really just... It's tired. It's tired. And it's very telling that that they have not done any self-work. That they don't have any confidence. Like, your insecurities are showing. If you think that we are a battlefield, that this is technically a battlefield, Mm -hmm. then I'm I'm really thinking it's your insecurity showing. That you're, you used to be a geek. You used to be a simp. And now you're trying to turn into a pimp. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest. That's a real tagline from a, a podcast. Really? From to pimp. Mm-hmm, Are you child. serious? No, no. It real. It's a real tagline from a podcast. From simp to pimp. <laughs> oh now, granted. God. Now, I'm pretty sure people would uh, understand that this is like, or not understand, but probably recognize it. But I'm at the same time. The two men are people of color. And guess what type of women they don't date? They don't date black women. 
Of course they don't. Because they do <laughs> baby, when I tell you, they don't, they don't, they don't date us. It's because we will we're we're very good at showing them a, a reflection of really what's going on with them. And not everyone yeah. can handle that. I if if these men are going to do these podcasts, I want them to have some licensed therapists onto these podcasts, some real licensed therapists. No one who did a certification for date date coaching, no counseling cer- uh, certification. I need somebody who did some time and academia. Hours. Yes, some residency and, somewhere. Yes, something. <laughs> Please. Girl, it's it's like it and the crazy thing is I feel like the pandemic made it worse. Yeah. It made it so um easy for them to just go online and just find a female and because we were all stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. So now nobody has like especially I'm not gonna say all men because Lord Jesus, protect protect black men because I love them. Black men, so yes, much. of course. You know what I'm saying? I love me a good chocolate brother. Mm-hmm. Or light skin. I'm not a colorist. Either or. I the feel last like... episodes about colorism, so okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, I like I like them. I like I like my people. Okay. But the thing is, is I feel like they got lazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no effort that needs to be put out. You know what I'm saying? And then social media these days makes it seem like all women want is a Birkin bag. So if they can't offer us a Birkin bag, then they don't even try. Yeah. You know, and also the way social media is, is that it feeds you more of what you're already seeing. So they're kind Mm -hmm. of like an echo chamber yelling the same thing back to each other and getting that confirmation. So they have that confirmation bias come in and everybody just believes everybody because no one is disagreeing or dissenting anything. So they think they're right. Exactly. And in their exactly. world, they are. But because their world is so small, and I was telling the guy at the store, I was like, you know, um, it seems like the ones who find the faults in the women are the loudest ones. Because I know a lot of men don't think like you do. Praise God. But the loudest ones think they need a microphone, and they don't. It's because they're projecting those insecurities, then they are just projecting that they feel like they're not enough. So in order, and I've never met a high value man that needed to devalue women mm-hmm. so the women can make them seem valuable. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Never, like, I've never met, you know, a real man that has to do that. Has to do that. But, girl, trust me, dating after cancer, mm, and you know what's even hard, harder it's because you don't know how to explain that story yeah because most men will part like for me and I had a vasectomy so therefore part of my and I hope you know this isn't too much information but 
part of my one of my breasts is gone you know mm. so it's one of those things is when you're starting to like talk to a guy and get to know him eventually he's going to notice yeah <laughs> and eventually you need to tell them that story and it's so hard because you know people think you're about to die tomorrow mm. you know and or it's too much baggage or they I don't want to be involved in that or that's too much like I matched with a guy that I had no idea followed me on Instagram and we spoke and then I guess he realized that he saw me on Instagram and all my cancer stuff is on there completely unmatched with me wow completely now were my feelings hurt absolutely not but I think it hurt my ego because I was just like dang like is this confirming my fears of dating post survivorship or post cancer I don't know I don't think you should be afraid I think that you kind of have um like an ability to weed out people who don't have good morals or good hearts at the end of it all you know or those who are yeah. ignorant, you know, because if if someone doesn't understand um, that cancer, having cancer or having had cancer is not an end all, then they they mm-hmm. obviously are not educated enough to fully understand those things. You know, yeah. and they shouldn't take that away from you as a person because that's not all you are. So, yeah. D- you yeah. have yeah you're weeding you're weeding out these people who will probably show their true colors to you in the in the end anyways you know people who won't be able that's, to be the support system huh that's a really good that's a really good point i mean yeah. especially when you think about it that way in 2020 it felt like well not it felt like but i lost my job I lost my baby. It felt like I lost my health. I lost my hair. I lost my breath. My breast, I lost. Um, and even with breast cancer, I think a lot of people don't understand too, is when you go on that type of treatment, you lose your fertility as well. Mm. So there's so many things that I felt like I lost in 2020. Completely, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the father of my child was my best friend and we fell out after that so there were so many things that I felt like I lost 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 lost. but all of that gave me strength and it made me realize if I can go through all of that and be okay and still be like all right I'm here then a breakup a bad date a man not understanding oh that's light work that's minor yeah (laughs) baby that's light work that's fine I've survived everything else I'm pretty sure I can survive getting my feelings hurt once or twice you know what I'm saying like because I know that I'm gonna be okay regardless so either way you still liking my pictures to this day to (laughs) me I do like your pictures he's still oh no I said he's my pictures to this day the one who unmatched with you on, online? Yep. <sighs> I try not to say the N-word on this show, and I'm probably going to edit out, but these niggas, I tell you what. Oh, my gosh. It, you know what's funny is I knew you were going to say that before. I was like, girl, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> 
Yes, I know. But um, I've been watching you too. I've been watching from the sidelines too. And I, I saw you were out of the country for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was so happy. What you mean? I was so happy seeing you abroad. I was really? happy seeing you abroad. I was ha- I was. <laughs> I was like, man, one more bitch that can get out of Texas is what <laughs> girl, go. I was so happy seeing that. I don't see a well on Instagram, I guess traveling now is a little bit more popular, but mm-hmm. staying and like living and in and being in that culture. Yeah. And uh because what you were in London, right? Yeah. Girl girl and there's so and to be honest there's so many black people over there too there are a lot of black people there yeah there's so I'm many black alone. people over there <laughs> <laughs> you know you know i'm in dallas now right yes 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 i'm back uh um, i expect to leave soon <laughs> I, I feel like i figured are you gonna be staying for or leaving for a, a longer period of time um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll come back. If I meet like that magical person that gets me to stay in Dallas, then I'll reconsider or I, you know, I get like, a, there's only a, a small handful of companies that I would love to work for in Dallas, but oh, yeah. um, I'm here finishing up my master's degree and Beautiful. done in December. And then I'll be out. Um, I really miss the UK a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot a lot mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. my goal is to be either closer to the UK so I can go there more often or just east coast based um so oh, yeah. yeah I thought yeah you know when I when I left um in June yeah I left in mm-hmm. June of 2020 I actually dealt with a lot of guilt really yeah because it was when the heat of that way the black lives matter movement was happening i felt like i should be there you know standing with my people protesting all of that and Mm i i dealt with a lot of guilt um so yeah i just it was it was hard for me to be there um and being there for as long as i was because i don't know i just have a loyalty to black folks um i do but yeah and nothing's I, wrong with that at all. Yeah. But I see how you would feel guilt. I felt a little guilt as well because I just was not, I wasn't in the mind space to deal with it, of course. But at, at the same time, I feel like you are your own Black Lives Matter movement. Podcasts mm-hmm. like these and continuing to um, educate and listen to other Black people's stories and grow and inspire and that is his own movement in itself you know what I mean yeah you may not have to be on the front lines you know and for some people that's great but for the most part I think what you're doing right here to me that's special that's progressing that's progressing our movement just as much as any protest would oh thank you (laughs) so feel so feel no guilt Feel no guilt, girl. We all got our own roles to pay, roles to play. <laughs> we got our own roles to play. <laughs> so, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm actually, um, I'm going to South America for 17 days. Okay. When is this? Um, in November this year. Okay. So good. we're going to be, we're, 
yeah, we're going to be trekking from, uh, we're going to start in Uruguay, mm. go through another country, and then end up in Brazil. Okay. That's so, that. Now that sounds like fun. I actually follow someone on Instagram and she traveled from Mexico and she's going all the way to the most southern tip of Chile? South America. Yeah. Huh? Oh, she's going to the tip of Chile. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you, I'll send you her profile. Please do. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Chile. They have this place, they have the best, or they have this vineyard I've been wanting to go to for like my entire life. Of course, it revolves around alcohol. That's okay. That's okay. But but yes, that's where I'm trying to go. So um but yeah, Tiara, this has been amazing. I'm super yeah. glad that we got a got a chance to talk. I'm actually in the process of moving right now too. So oh, where are you moving to? I won't put this on. The oh, show. oh no, 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 don't worry about it. I have a house in Oklahoma and I'm also opening up an Airbnb here. Oh, what? Okay. Um what do you call it? I posted three Airbnbs. Yeah. So you do? I have. I don't do it anymore. Not right now. Got too much going on. But if you need help or pointers or anything like that, or even the co-manager, I don't know, just, you know, hit me up because that's actually, I love, that's something I love to do. I love hosting Airbnbs. I just haven't bought a house yet to do it completely. So Oh, that's amazing that's yeah. amazing well i'll definitely reach out to you if i uh need an extra little bit of advice because i know i will yeah. but um for sure i definitely wanted to tell you thank you for this i really appreciate thank it thank you are there is there anything else that you would like to say before we go no <laughs> no okay Cool. I think I'm like, do I? Nah, I really don't. Like, I, I, I love, I love the self-awareness. She said no, Mm-mm, nothing else. I'm done. I think the Lord told me uh, to tell, say what I need to say, and I'm good. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. Have a have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay. No problem. I'll reach out to you soon. Here. All right. Bye. Help. 
powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.